That's the God who says that, because that's a fact, said, um, I destined my son before the foundation of the world to shed his precious blood for you. My own son, God in Christ, who reconciled the world unto himself by the death of his son. That's me. And I'll save you who be saved. But that's the hidden secret, which uh, has to fit into the fact of what you get, what, what you're meant to get. But God's always merciful. Um, and you get the, so you get the, there, uh, this, uh, all day long he held out his hands to Jeremiah, to Ezekiel, disobedient against saying people, and some, some found him. And uh, uh, you get to the end of a classic verse, a verse underlined, a verse which in the great Carl Burton, Bath made a great deal of. Beautiful verse, in the 11th chapter of this area, 32 verse, for God has concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy. Conclude is an old-fashioned word to shut him up. In other words, God means us to be unbelief. You go away, okay, be unbelieving. That's so when a person comes to me and says, oh, that's not so, I believe you, I'm an atheist. They say, all right, bless you, be an atheist. I don't find that. Be an atheist. Get all your cat out of One day you uh, come to me and want a solution. Fight them, be an atheist then. Be what God's made you. If you're a rotten person, be a rotten person. But I warn you, you have to hard go a hard way because that's God's mercy. He shuts us up, I believe, that he may have mercy. Not that he may have judgment. That's God. And so, you've got a beautiful balance in this, in this scripture. And, and there's one other thing Moses said, beautiful, uh, uh, Paul said, and that is, you know, the possibility of faith is always in all men. It's been, it was in Adam and Eve, because Abel said that seed of the woman was implications of there is in humanity, there's a Christ. Now, how can they make it out? Of course, the seed woman told me Jesus Christ. She said, at the Garden of Eden, I put Emma between thy seed, Satan, in which he impregnated us with his own spirit of error, and her seed, which is us. And there is, hidden away in the human race, a redeemer. Abraham saw it. Rejoice to see my day. Moses saw it. as prophet coming like unto me. Um, uh, Micah saw it. That's one of the ways of everlasting. Uh, 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 Jacob saw it, the star rises in Jacob. Uh, even Balaam saw it. They're always seeing. In, implicit in the human race is the one who would come. But because there's no time factor in God, he always was there. And so, straight away, I put it certain, Adam and Eve did, because that clothing of the skins was the first ideas that uh, the sacrifice had made for you. He clothed them in skins. And it was Abel who made the sacrifice. I think the two go together. They were able to see by that the mercies of God uh, implied to them. Uh, so Abel, we're told, is the first redeemed person recorded in, in uh, definitely <coughs> uh, in Bible history. Um, uh, and so, um, uh, you see, uh, what, uh, what the remarkable thing that Paul does, he quote, takes a quote from Deuteronomy. No way, the day is the law. He said, in the Lord said this, don't say in your heart, um, who says in heaven, to find the way. Or don't say in your heart, if it comes to you, look, look down there. The word is now you in your mouth, in your heart. Um, that, that comes to Deuteronomy, said by Moses. That's picked up and interpreted here by Paul, thousand years afterwards, as saying, don't to say, who, who will say, bring Christ down from there, or say, who bring Christ up from here. It's in your heart, like the word of faith, the ability to say, Christ, you're my, I, I accept you. 
God, I, I come to you for your mercy. You could say, anybody could say that. Never any Israelite could say that. So that word of faith, Moses uh, uh, knew it. It's very interesting, that's the very chapter in, in Deuteronomy where it also says, frankly, circumcision is of the spirit, not the flesh. Well, you hardly think they knew that in those days. Um, but Moses knew it, uh, uh, said so. Um, the, in the same chapter, is the one he's, uh, Moses said this, um, For this commandment which I command you this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off, it is Moses, through this was thousands of years for Jesus Christ. It's not in heaven that thou should say, Who took up to, for us to heaven, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou should say, Who shall go over the sea for us, and bring it unto us, we may hear it and see it. The word is very nigh in thy mouth and in thy heart, and thou must do it. That's what Paul picked up in his other phrase. In that very same chapter, uh, Moses says, this, The Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart. But they talk about circumcision by the physical. Oh, no, no, that's what the other. The real circumcision is the Spirit of God. So, way back in Moses' day, they knew the Spirit of God in the heart. If, if, uh, if they were willing to see some did all the way through. So, here, all these years after Paul picks it up, so you see what it means? It means it has a capacity in all of us, our heart and our mouth. He puts mouth first, because mouth is a final finalizing the thing. The word finalizes. A heart settles it, fits up, but it's finalized by the word. Word being, that's what I'll do. It may not be verbalized, but it means it. I say, the heart, I desire something, and I choose something, then the, the mouth is ever, I'm doing that. I desire, we, we desire to meet you this weekend. Okay, we choose it. We'll go. That's the word. On that, on that word you move. So he's saying here, you see, um, it's always been in anybody's heart. In your heart, you could say, well, God, I, 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 um, uh, I, I, I accept you. And, uh, I believe in you for, for mercy and righteousness. Um, and then with the mouth, you say it. And so he says, um, the word is neither in my mouth, in my heart, the word of faith. Faith is my free ability to convert to a relinquish of something. I relinquish of that. In my heart, convert in my mouth. Anyone can do that any time when the thing is available. What's available, of course, is Jesus Christ to us. <coughs> and then he makes a comment. For with the heart, uh, the, that, that if thou shalt confess in thy mouth the Lord Jesus, as you believe in thy heart that God has raised him the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believes in the righteousness, but with the mouth, confession bears salvation. In other words, the heart is the inner centre, and you have done it in your heart. And when you have done it in your heart, believe God, he says, in my sight, you're righteous. You believe me, in my sight, you're righteous. But the experience hasn't come to us. The mouth makes it the experience. See, you say a thing in your heart, yes, when you say it out, it becomes experience. Oh, I'll do that now. That's the value of the word of faith. The confession makes the thing public. So he says, with the heart, you will say, all right, God, I've accepted Jesus. And God says, okay, in my sight, you're righteous. Well, that doesn't give me much excitement. It, 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 it puts uh, uh, the right relationship in God's sight. But it, it gives me excitement when I come out and say, I belong to Jesus Christ. Then that comes back into me, there you are. That makes salvation. Salvation is, 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 is uh, God's experience, grace experience. So you see, he'll write in this place, he says here, that's what he goes on to say. Now it's always there, so he says, for the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever, now you've got there. The same person says, who be really hardness? I have mercy who I will have mercy. I'll, 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 I'll accept those I will. Doesn't come of you. Doesn't come you running. It comes from God. Quite right. Quite right. But when you get down behind it, in the nitty gritty, whosoever believeth on him. 
whosoever believes this, as far as no predestination to heaven and hell, predestination through hell to heaven, the first, predest- first predestination we started lost, second predestination is Jesus Christ will be predestined to heaven. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, uh, first he says, whosoever believeth shall not be ashamed. Um, whosoever. And then he gets a beautiful phrase, there's no difference between Jew and Greek, the same Lord over all, is richer to all that call upon him. That's a magnificent universal phrase. Same Lord over all, is richer to all that call upon him. Uh, and um, uh, then he adds uh, to that, um, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Names and you thought, whosoever believeth on him uh, shall be saved. Uh, he rich to all. Whosoever call on him. Seems he suddenly called, called to Peter, but to Paul, wait a minute, how can he call to heaven heard? This is the great missionary error. This is the few missionary chapters, uh, verses in the, in the Roman chapter. Uh, to, he says, Stuck, wait a minute, uh, a call, how can you call on him who you haven't believed? How do you believe unless you, unless you how can you believe on him unless they've heard? How can you hear that preacher? See how it back? He said, to, to call, they must have heard of him. Uh, to heard of him, they must have believed, how can they believe on him and have no preacher? And how shall the preacher sit there sit? They said, are beautiful, are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring the tithes of the gospel. So it comes all, back to all of us, and it takes for all of us as the preachers, isn't it? So I was the actual preachers, missionary preachers. And thank God, the missionary preachers there are often Indian preachers in India, Japanese, and Indonesia, the whole world become preachers of the gospel. It's a wonderful day. And the, uh, the gospel's going from the whole world to the whole world. There are over 125 Eastern Missionary Societies, run by Japanese and Indian Indonesian. No, no, not our Israel uh, here. There are over 3,000 missionaries out from India, Indonesia, Japan, Taiwan, out to the world. So we're getting a, a marching army going from, as preachers of the gospel from all countries to all countries. A marvelous day, really, as we're saying. And there's a sentence here. There's something that's a sentence. And I think we all know there's an area which we're all sent. In some way or another, all of us fit in how beautiful the, gospel, the feet of the priest of gospel peace. And so then he makes the final statement, he says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So let's get the word of God him. Faith, the faith you must hear, hear you must have the thing about to hear. So you must hear the word of God, hear, oh, I believe it. That's, that's how faith comes. So she's made a beautiful ground here, presenting to us the, the uh, in, what should I say, immutability of his counsel. You cannot change God. What he says is negative, negative, positive, positive, and they come to pass. And that's what it is. But behind it, we find that there's always been, the, for the human race, a breakthrough in, by grace. In which by, by free, if we, if we, we can turn from this, this, uh, right building up our own righteousness, to make ourselves righteous of God and, and come through. Therefore, in the end, the saved are those by faith, and the lost are those who reject. Then he gives a... a, a um, uh, the last chapter which is remarkable. I think it's a foresight he had to faith. I think he had the agonies. Agonies get foresight. Extinctions. I think he had these agonies uh, weeping over his own people who beat him up. That they should receive. And so he finally suggested, I said, wait a minute, one last Don't you believe God's deserted his people? Now, there is a sense in which we have to have a special respect for the Israelite nation. 
And he says, don't, don't you believe God has picked God? Did choose Abraham? He did go out to Abraham to the people. He did choose the people. He did give them the law and the covenants and the promises and the and uh, they say no in the gospel. And uh, and he says, uh, um, uh, God still has still will fulfil His purposes. Uh, the gifts of calling of God, he says in the chapter, the gifts of calling of God are without repentance. He says, on the way, he always has had people. They quotes that from from Elijah in a very bad day of, of apostasy when Ahab had grabbed the nation uh, and Jezebel had destroyed the uh, 400 prophets, destroyed all the prophets of the Lord except for certain and hidden in the cave by Obadiah. He hid 50 prophets in the cave. Otherwise they'd been destroyed. So faith was destroyed and replaced by Baal. Elijah stepped in with that magnificent man brought the fire of heaven and the word of God in. But uh, after that tremendous event uh, he was swept over by a, a soul, by a soul reaction of uh, feeling he was alone, and ran alone from Je- Jezebel, uh, hid in the, in the um, uh, wilderness. They had 40 days, they had 40 days alone. And there a strange thing happened, which is very interesting. God spoke to him by a still, small voice. It's very interesting, but that's how God speaks. Not by wind, or by thunder, or by earthquake, or by fire. All those experiences in this cave, then to a still, small voice. Well, a still, small voice really means nothing. After all, a voice is not still, it's noisy. So it really means a non-existent voice. That's how God speaks. A still, small voice means more than small, it's still. It's still to the speaking. So you see, God speaking is something deeper that we know. It's inside us. How do I know? I don't know. How do I know? That's it. How do I know? Somehow I know. That's God speaking. So way back there, Elijah heard that. And that's why he said, Elijah, no, no, Elijah, no, no. He says, um, um, Elijah said to him, Make intercession. Lord, they'll kill thy prophets and dig down thine altars. I am left alone. They seek my life. What saith the answer of God to him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men, not say women, who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. So in that apostate day, there are 7,000, which means probably women, they made probably 21,000, something all told. But they've been faithful to God. So in that day, God had his faithfulness. There are thousands of Israelites who were faithful for the ages. Um, so there's that. But then he goes on to say, um, that's by grace, but he says, even so, God's not forgotten his people. Now, this is where the prophecy comes in. We won't say more, it's prophecy. He said, uh, it's, it's to be an example to you of the, the, the strange way, the remarkable way in which God uses negative for positive ends. That's why I say something today. Communism is a great blessing in the world. I tell you, two things communism has done. They force us back to believing God. The first time in history, a whole nation has mocked God and thrown him out, despised him and destroyed him. And the whole nation and proclaimed atheism has had a remarkable reflex action. To do that, they had to destroy the institutional what's that word used? Uh, it's, uh, 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 the Greek church, which is always formed and served. Orthodox? It, what? Orthodox? Yeah, well, not all, yes, I, I meant the, the former the Orthodox church formerly deity, it doesn't matter. Um, they destroyed that because there was too much form and too little reality. And that's been, uh, this has had, I've said, said for years or so, it's a reflex action on the world. The shock of communism has shocked us back to Israel living God. And an amazing new age of, of, of response to the living God through Jesus Christ. And the second area of communism is this, with all their wrongs, they had certain rights. They, they did have the rights of man. Uh, of course, they, they didn't know how to do it, because Tesh doesn't know how to do it, so they made, made an awful slavery of their claim to the rights of man. Because Tesh does that kind of thing. Same time, they had an element of rightness, so 
And that's had a profound effect in the world of shaking our colonialism. Now, we British know that. See, in our days, nations couldn't be themselves. Indian churches couldn't be Indian churches because they were just the, they were rather just the, the I forgot what they called, we're the sahibs. We white people were the sahibs. We're the people. They were just our slaves and servants, despised. They couldn't be real people because they kept them down. I was in Congo. Well, we weren't allowed to make Congolese first class citizens. They gave us a government, not the bad government, the Virgin government, they gave us stations, an area, so maybe 30 or 40 acres or something, where we built our centre. We could not keep it if we gave it to Africans. Only if we white heard Africans we kept it in that place. So we weren't allowed to let the Africans rise up and be people of God. They had to be underlings to us. Well, of course, that's hindered the spread of the gospel. Now, the value which has come in a reaction against communist challenge to give people their rights is we've given that nation their rights. They've claimed them. The Indians claimed this freedom and so on, so on, so on, so claimed their freedom and they've got it. It's had an amazing effect. As we missionaries know, all over the place now, the churches which we, we God used as a start in the old days, come into their own. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We're the Holy Spirit. We're the Holy Spirit. We're God's people now. We're free people. And we'll line up with the Westerners and share with them in taking the gospel around the world. So we've got this marching tide of people moving around the world, anyway, of all nations, bringing the gospel out to other people besides getting themselves. And what I say, here's the example which God used a blatant attack on the being of God. To, to replace the being of God as never before in, our, in, 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 our, in the free world. And indeed in the non-free world too. Uh, and the, the spread of them. Now the same way he's saying here, remarkable thing. He says, uh, he, he shut up Israel to, loose, to, to loosen the gospel for you. If Israel hadn't got shut up and, and, turned, and persecuted and turned the gospel out, it may never got out. It may have just stuck as a, as a uh, just improved Jewish faith. But he says, the, the casting out by Israel of Paul and the apostles on spread the gospel through the world. So he says, it's through their blindness that comes back to you. He says, that's the ones of God. And he's used... Uh, uh, Israelite's blindness and he said God meant it of course it's done by their own freedom it's serious it's a strange fact I said so their position of blindness has come the sweep of the gospel of the whole Gentile world but he says remember the original olive tree started with, with, back with Abraham God's olive tree with the oil in it uh, with God's tree it's, it's, uh, and, and tied to Abraham and he says that, that, uh, therefore he says if the first fruit is holy the lump is holy um, if the root is holy, the branches. Now he says, uh, for certain reasons, the old branch suddenly has been, been cut off. And he says, you've been grafted in. Don't fuss about that. You, 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 uh, all you have is the same oil of life coming through you. You've just merely joined in the oil of grace which came first from Abraham and up through Jesus Christ. And so you're merely sharing the oil which first came into this world through, in, in, through the nation of Jews. Um, so he says, don't, don't, don't boast yourself against the... the uh, the boast not thee against the branches and cast out. Uh, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, the root bearest thee. And so on. Um, and he says they were, they were broken off. Uh, you, you stand by faith. They were broken off because they were with faith. So mind you, keep the walk of faith. So he's saying that. And then he ends up by saying, a very beautiful thing, he says, but there's going to be a reverse. He says, um, uh, I would not have you ignorant of this mystery that you be wise in your own seats. The blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Verse 25. So all Israel will be saved. As it's written, as to come unto Zion, the deliverer, 
which is turned around God and from Jacob, produces my covenant and which, which I shall where I shall take away their sins. Now that's a very strong word. I call out to that. But to me is it possible for me to think all Israel means that if if this happened in AD two thousand, just the AD two thousand Jews are saved. I can't believe that. Uh, somewhere we should have to cover the, 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 the nation, the, the, I think, the whole nation somewhere, I can't understand that. All Israel be, must mean more than just the people have to be like when this happens. However, oh, that's the word used. All Israel to be saved. And there's no, uh, no uh, strings attached to that. So he says, so in the gospel, they're enemies for our sake. They're touching the election, they're blood for the Father's sake. They're, they're enemies that we might have the gospel, but in God's sight, for the Father's sake, their precious, their election for the gifts that calling on God are without repentance. Um, and uh, so he said this last thing, he says, um, as you in time passes, they, yes, ye in time passes not believe God, yet now have obtained mercy through their unbelief. Now, even so these not believe, that through your mercy they may also obtain mercy. There's a reverse there. We return, got mercy through our unbelief, through our rejection, we got mercy. Now this is to be turned on to our mercy there to save mercy. But some way in which we, we gentlemen are to contribute back, not in unbelief or opposition, but in, in, in the compassion and love, um, the, the mercy of Christ back to the Jews. And that's why he makes such great statement, for God has concluded them all in unbelief, shut them up, that he might have mercy on them all. They have another great peer of praise, all oh, the depths and riches of the, of the wisdom and knowledge of God, unsearchable in his judgment, ways past finding out who has known the mind of the Lord. For of him, to him, through him, all things to be glory forever Amen ends that area with this period of praise in which God turns each thing around to his own purpose so he's turned this concern he had to the Israel into a very remarkable outstanding passage which is greatly misunderstood which the, the, the mind of the flesh thinking means that God chooses some and damns others or they have a, has a um, predestination it doesn't understand the depth the weak move into the depth so in the, in the total right, rightness of God is, is, is presented and yet back geared to mercy geared to mercy because it's geared in the end to our freedom to our faith or rejection well that's the end of that uh, that's the important part of, of uh, those chapters maybe we should finish our 10 o'clock um, we don't pray Lord we're just talking with you that's all we're talking with you together because you're talking with us and you talked to us yesterday through your living word. You talked to your servant Paul. What great liberating light you gave through him. That strong mind, strong spirit, and yourself expressed through his humanity. And even today, Lord, we become reinterpreters. That's what you make us each. So we're able to take the word given through you, through a man, and put it again in our own words. Because only our own words are really living to us. So we repeat again, then we go on out of this group together. Now we're going to be again repeaters and interpreters of your living word, a thousand different words. Just this precious book, but through all those books of your word and all other ways in which you give us to interpret your living self. So it is you speaking through human forms, manifested by human forms, to human forms, who themselves become the same, they, they become. Uh, Manifested in yourself. This is the purpose of the universe. Barbers, Lord. A vast family for, for those who are you in, in, in human son form, expressing yourself to a bound up world, as we read yesterday, who are in bondage of corruption. But somehow or other, you'll fulfill it to us so that they'll move 
move into liberation through the glorious, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So we thank you. Thank you for us together and the fellowship and the love and the joy and the freedom and the fun we have uh, when it's in you and with you and all together, a little touch of the joy of heaven. So thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, now we'll go on to the time. Um, uh, finishing uh, pretty briefly those uh, last chapters of Romans. We see we've moved right out of the inner to the outer now. Because the whole purpose of God is to have, uh, that uh, uh, we might be in an in inner relationship by which uh, he's, he, he's, he communicates himself out from us to others. We've seen that. So we're in this third stage, what we call the fatherhood stage, the, the priesthood stage, the ascended stage, where see, he is a spirit coming through us and reproducing himself in others. Uh, so that others become expressions of Christ, even as by infinite grace we have become. So we're moving on from that. We saw, first of all, um, Paul's um, uh, heart concern with his own people, and uh, that's where our starts. We start at home, beginning at Jerusalem. So we start with a, a heart concern and a, a, um, a purpose which had a burden in it until uh, we uh, can replace the burden by the, sure, the assurances of, of God uh, for those with whom we were personally connected. Uh, stop it on. Is there something on there? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I suppose. So that, that's where the, this outflow begins. Uh, it begins in that ninth chapter uh, when Paul was said he'd, he'd uh, 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 give up his own, his own uh, um, hope of heaven through grace. Uh, if by that means he uh, he could uh, be the means, uh, agency of which his own people could find their, their hopes in, in the grace of God. Um, and then uh, he turned his intercession uh, into an inner assurance. So he had to find a stabilization to it. So he went to this magnificent presentation of the uh, um, the total sovereignty of God which can only be accepted by faith, not by reason. And um, uh, which shows that we give up our own opinions and accept uh, God's totality in evil and good. That God's meaning evil as he's meaning good. And then as we move in by faith, we can, un we can understand, we can explain it. We can, um, we can see how uh, the meaning of evil is only this, 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 this negative necessity which, which can prepare us to find the positive, the positive being the free grace of God. That we see in the end, we're all hated Esau's, in fact, if we remain in, in our fallen condition. But it's not the real, it's, it's a hate because there has to be a hate in that condition. The real underneath is only kind of surface hate. The real underneath always is eternal love of God. And that, that can condition us to find that uh, we are in need of the grace of God. And uh, then we find that grace has always been a free factor. We, uh, that through Jesus Christ, every human being can be a Jacob. 
who is a, who is a, uh, um, God's precious person through faith. Um, and uh, that we see it, therefore it does hang around uh, in both, both uh, his determined um, uh, purposes fulfilling our condition, both our lost condition and our saved condition, but in between, as our free people, we move in uh, the faith, which means that we, we uh, uh, transfer ourselves into our own, our own false self-affirmations, uh, uh, do what Paul did, what things were gained to me, our self Upbuildings, uh, those are kind of lost for Christ. And we move into faith, and then we change from being Esau's to being Jacob's. And uh, he traced that too. And yet he then finally says there is something special about those people to whom alone we knew of Jesus Christ. Uh, there couldn't have come a Jesus Christ that there wasn't first a living God who had certain holy standards presented by law, so we understand that we are sinners by the law's knowledge of sin, so it had to come, there had to be people who could have the law of God, by the law find the knowledge of sin, even though they misused the law in their self-righteousness. Certain ones didn't. It's prepared the way for, for, the, for the necessity and the possibility of a Saviour. And the Saviour came, he was a Jew. So among the Jews came uh, our Jew Messiah. Uh, and then uh, when he had fulfilled his course through this strange opposite way which they themselves slew the Messiah for our sakes as it were, we might have, might have a, the world the Gentiles might have a saviour and yet uh, the Gentiles only saved through the Jews Paul was a Jew, all the apostles were Jews so the whole outbirth of this church of Jesus Christ has a Jewish basis, an Israelitish basis so it's right that we should have a respect, a thankfulness uh, a special um, love for um, the people whom again uh, humanly we wouldn't love humanly the world despises you for many reasons but we don't see we, we see them as God's, God's chosen people and so Paul in intercession is able to see through probably we couldn't see through except he had this, had this intercessory burden uh, that he was able to see through the finality God's with gifts according to God are without repentance as he has some ultimate purpose for the Jewish race though in another sense they're not different much yet, yet in, day, in a sense they have been the special agencies of God and so he moves into a thing which we can't wholly explain yet then shall all Israel be saved but it's linked first with the completion of the work of grace among the Gentiles when the time that when, when the fullness of the Gentiles has come then the, the fullness of the purpose of God in, the, in, the, in, his, in his living church then Israel will move back and some way or other our mercy will, will bring mercy to them uh, and the word will be fulfilled he, he, that, he, that um, he shut us all up in unbelief and shut them all up in belief that he might have mercy and then Paul finishes with this peer of, of glory and uh, praise to this, the, the unsearchable riches of God and his wisdom the past finding out and the fact that of him through him, to him are all things. Of him, through him, to him are all things. And that closes uh, this, um, uh, this this revelation which has come about through his his intercessory burden for his own people. And we interpret that in the sense that we ourselves have an intercessory burden for those among whom we are put. Somewhere or other we start there. 
he then moves on in the the final chapters into uh, uh, some touches on uh, on the the uh, um, the uh, our, our outer relationships as m- members of the body of Christ. It starts off in the twelfth chapter with that famous uh, scripture, which is um, or you or, or right, but it's really misused as if as if it's a beginning scripture, where it says, "I beseech you." Uh, brethren, and most of you to present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. And uh, it's really misused, but it's all right. God uses it that way. This is a kind of beginning commitment, and we preach that at the beginning. We know this is a, this is a mature commitment. This is the body to be the agency for salvation of others, for the will of God to be fulfilled through us. This isn't the body committed to Jesus that we might be right with God. That thing's way gone back in, uh, in, uh, in Romans 6 to 8 and so on, which, uh, we died with him and rose and all that's out. So we pass through those, those growing, maturing stages as mature people. This is the word for mature. Now your bodies are living sacrifices because there'll be a price you'll have to be privileged to pay in your outer life. That through a laid down outer life, uh, a life may come to others. We can be among those who fill up uh, in our bodies the uh, flesh, the body, um, the, um, the sufferings of Christ. The afflictions is the word used. The afflictions of Christ for his body's sake, we fill them up. So he's saying, now then, here's your ultimate privilege. You're now on the altar of sacrifice that by your, by your body, Christ may be reproduced with other bodies. The way of considering what's needed for you, for you. you're now in this relationship of the world need. So he says, that's your living sacrifice. Um, and he says, the Always remembering the basis of, of all is the inner attitude of the mind. The body is the, the outer agent, the inner, inner agency to whom God speaks is the mind. Now, the mind is not the reason. The mind is seen as God sees. Uh, the reasons are on the soul level. You think things through. The mind of Christ is your seeing as God sees. You're seeing as Christ sees. The Bible says in Philippians, we have the mind of Christ. And so it says, it says here, by the renewing of your mind, that uh, behind all is a, um, a transformation of the way you see things. You don't see things as the world do. It says, uh, so you're, um, uh, tra- uh, be not conformed to the world. Not see, that doesn't mean talking about silly little sort of um, self-indulgence. It's not about that line. It's talking about seeing, uh, having the world outlook, or the God outlook. And the God outlook, of course, is seeing God in everything, as we talked about you begin to, to move into a God of perfect things, perfect to evil and good alike. So we have a new outlook. When we see evil things, they are evil, we see them from different angles. We say, yes, we've written Romans like God means them to be. And because means them to be, God has a purpose of, 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 of redemption and grace coming through the thing which appears to be evil. So our renewed mind sees the will of God being operating through the negative, which always starts by we start by seeing it negative, and that's our jumping off point, saying, no, we see it now with a renewed mind, which is God in operation. And in that you find where you fit. Uh, there, when you're seeing things in the positively, um, it says uh, you prove good, God's acceptable will, uh, good, acceptable will of God, because we are the will of God. We don't find the will of God, we are the will of God. So we being now in the will of God, we find some, we're part of the will of God. So it's operating where we are. And that's good and acceptable and perfect to us. So we relax back now. There being an expression of God, we're not trusted because we're this or that or the other. Because um, uh, uh, God's uh, um, 
it's not a, the, the outer position of matters, it's the, it's the inner attitude of the matters. And uh, it's God coming through in any situation. Uh, and then he says, that's where you relax, because he goes on to say now, he says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to be, except yourself, you are Christ in human form. If you've got the R-ing, you don't get fast. That's one of the great secrets to learn about the Bible. When you begin, you read the Bible as a bunch of oughts. You ought to do this, you should do this. You, when you read, you ought to love, or not to love, or shouldn't do that. That's baby stuff. When does they say, I am that? Well, it says, don't lie, so I don't lie. Uh, you ought to love, so I do love. So read the Bible as one who's there. As an ara, not an ought to be. And if he says, even if he says ought to, you say, yes, that's just reminding me of that's what I am, not what I ought to be. Cut the word ought to out, except as a reminder, that's what, that's what I am. Uh, you drive a car, well, you may say you ought to drive and ride the road, you say, I am. You don't say I ought to drive and ride the road, I am. The ought to if you like, but you do. Yes, I'll drive you on the right of the road. So we are God expressing human form. That makes a great difference the whole outlook on the Bible. If you don't see that, you always be nagging. Why not? I should be there, I should be there, I should be there. And then you're all, as if you're apart from God, you've got to become something yourself again. That's walking in the flesh, really. When you walk in the spirit, you say, oh, praise God, that's who I am, because, that's because it's He in me. Uh, so if He loves, I love. Uh, if He's true, I'm true, and so on. And so he says here, uh, accept what you are. He says, uh, don't think more highly of yours than you ought to think. Just be what you are. So he says, uh, um, uh, think soberly, because you have the measure of faith. All right, don't get fast. Uh, so there's a great book expressing the many. I had the privilege of writing on La Fouille's house. <laughs> it's a dynamic life. Um, it's a... Uh, um, uh, um, unusual life. And it tests people that way. Um, if you're on the auto level, you say, oh dear, I feel such a worm when I read that. Because he had such understanding of the God and did such a remarkable thing that such miracles took place. That shows you're only a baby. If you mature, you say, oh, praise God, that's the Holy Spirit, but reveal himself through his house. He's revealed himself to me in my way, same spirit in both of us. So I lie up and say, I'm interested in learning, learning some of the principles of faith he had. I can get something from that. I'm not going to imitate him. Those principles of faith operate at my level as they operate at his level. We have the same spirit. Um, that's what he means here. So he says, but measure of faith, all right. Uh, it, uh, if you ought to have larger faith, he'll do the expanding. But uh, far faith is, all faith, yes, is operating on what you see. You attach yourself to Christ as you know him. When you're saved, you attach yourself to him as Savior. Uh, when you uh, uh, grow up, you attach yourself to him as, as the, the one who's replaced you, and so on. Then you attach yourself to him as the, as the, uh, 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 the priest who's operating his uh, purposes to, uh, for others through you. But according to him, you say, don't try to get him more. Uh, be content with him as he is, because he's not operating. He's, a, he's no city person. <laughs> he, wants to, he operates in, in leaving to be the operator in you. That's what he's saying. And he's called, then he says, oh, look out. He says, we're members. This is the first time he says, this is the first reference to Romans to the body of Christ, not his body, in which we identified to have sin removed from us. Uh, but um, uh, now we're talking about uh, where we come in as the, as the, uh, the whole body which he's the head. This is the first time he mentions it. That we have, we're men, many members in one body. Um, and so he says, there's plenty of variety. 
and um, uh, we have diff- gifts differing uh, according to the grace given to us. And so, uh, operate your gifts as far as you know it. I'm never quite certain it's good to know your gift, because it may tend to pride or think you've got to operate something. So I prefer not to look and see if I've got the gifts or not. Because we all have gifts. Uh, he divides uh, his gifts, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, divides to every man, severally as he will, every man. So we all have gifts. And if you understand them, operate them. And so he gives a list, list of very simple gifts. There's the other list, where we have the more dramatic gifts, the God bless them those who have, which brought many in, like tongues, or miracles, or healings, God bless them those who them. Most of us are not on that level. As Paul said, they do all speak in tongues, do all do miracles or healing? No. Accept uh, your measure of faith. Uh, but he says a whole heap of God's gifts which are beautiful through which God does come. And so we're given here the, uh, the gifts of prophecy. Prophecy isn't an important It means speaking out. Some are given the gifts of speaking out the word of God. Uh, there it says it goes to teach that some others can't kind of de- proclaim the word of God like a Dick Halverson or somebody or Brady Graham or something, but they, they can teach, like that we reach there, we can teach, so there's a gift of teaching here, you're able to teach what your uh, ministry all right. This is the end of tape four, please proceed to tape five.